0: Open Books with Claire is a proud member of the Create Vine and is produced by Mecco Radio. Hi, and welcome to Open Books with Claire, where we explore characters and how they drive the stories we love. I am your host, Claire, and today I am joined by my guest host, Talia. Hi! Uh, So today we're talking about The Queen of Nothing, which is written by Holly Black. It's the third and final book in the Folk of the Air series. And so... The book opens on an interesting note, I think, because it's talking about Carden's birth. Um, which we learn that his birth came with a prophecy that um, prophesied of the destruction of the throne and... Or the destruction of the crown and the ruination of the throne. Uh, which kind of sets him up for an awkward life, I think. It adds, like, a whole
1: other element to the whole plot and story.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's got a different side to him. I mean, like, that kind of explains a little bit why his childhood was so terrible. I mean, it doesn't explain all of it, because obviously he had quite a terrible childhood with the, uh, I mean, his the king. His father didn't really want him around. His mother was focused on having fun being in the court and hanging out, you know, and his his siblings just kind of ignored him unless they wanted to, I don't know, make fun of him for something. Right. Oh uh, yeah, and so I think he uh, he definitely had a a hard childhood, and um, when he went to live with his brother Belkin in Hollow Hall, it seems like it only got worse. Right, because uh, Balkan was he was abusive both physically and emotionally, um, which uh, it kind of helped. But I mean, you know, it developed his Cardin's character, or at least the the shell or or walls that he puts up, kind of thing. Yeah, so after the prologue, after finding out about um Carden's childhood a little bit, we we go back to the present time where Jude has just or has recently been banished um by Carden. Um and so she's you know, she's kinda mad about that. I mean more than kind of mad.
1: Yeah, definitely <laughs> more than kind of mad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's uh she's fuming a little bit and so she <laughs> you know, she's taking jobs from the you know, in the mortal world uh to I don't know, help the the fae that live there, help or hurt I don't know. Um but it kind of changes a little bit when she goes to um talk to Grimma Mog, who's uh she's a red cap who uh, has been kind of terrorizing some of the fae and i think killing them and eating them
1: Oh yeah, yeah, she was a cannibal.
0: <laughs> yeah, <Love> she that. <laughs> You know, she she had a few uh, quirks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, so Judas, uh, she goes to talk to her um and it turns into a little bit of a fight cuz uh, Grimamog knows who she is and um, you know, tells her a little bit of information and then she she wants to fight her. She's like, you know, I, I I'd love to eat you, but you know, we can fight instead if you want. It's been a while since I've had a good fight. Yeah, and Jude would not will never turn down a fight. She'll always be like, heck yeah, let's do this Yeah, like I mean it's uh, it's a part of her character, like it's it's who she is, it's I don't know, and it, it kinda makes things a little interesting. Uh so yeah, she has her fight with, with Grimma Mog. She learns um that her adoptive father, Maddock, has um kind of banded with some of the courts who didn't swear loyalty to the crown. Um, which means that Cardin could potentially be in a little bit of danger. Um so she wins she well, she wins the fight with Grimma. Um and they both kind of walk away a little, you know, a little bloody. Um, and when she returns home to where she's been living with Vivian and Oak, um, she finds, I mean, she finds Heather there. Because uh, Heather and Vivian kind of broke up after um, after they had a falling out in uh, with the Fae. And, um, so she finds Heather there, um, and so Heather, Heather helps bring her in, because, uh, I think Jude's got a few scratches on her or something, and, um, then, you know, we find out that Taryn has come, which, uh, gives Jude the opportunity to return to, uh, the courts, because Taryn wants Jude to pose as her, uh, to avoid, um, so then sh- Jude can lie for Taryn, because we find out that Locke has been killed, and Taryn is being questioned about it, um, which I mean, that's, that's kind of interesting that Taryn, for so long, she, uh, you know, she's like, Keep your head down, kinda of thing. Don't don't start a fight and uh and then she goes and kills her husband.
1: Yeah, it was very shocking. It's like, Okay Taryn, what where did this
0: come from? Yeah, she uh she definitely shocked shocked us with that uh with that change. And um yeah, so Jude, Jude Jude is given the opportunity to return to Fairyland, and she kind of takes it. She's like, okay, you know, let's go. Um, yeah, because she, she does just- not
1: turn things down. She's always like, yes, <laughs> let's do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, she doesn't turn down a fight. She doesn't turn down a challenge, <laughs> a, you know, a time to almost get killed. Yeah, it's just her daily life. You know? Um, yeah, and so she she returns to the courts. And, uh, we find out that Cardin knows that it's her. Um, he knows that it's Judah, not Terran, which is, I mean, it's kind of interesting that he, he knows that, um, cause, I don't know, like, it almost felt like he wasn't paying enough attention to really know anything about her, but the fact that he knows that it's not Terran means that, you know, he was paying a little bit of attention. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah and so uh, they end up going into carden's rooms which is when jude finds out that he knows that it's her um and she she's shocked and then carden offhand kind of mentions that he sent her letters he's like did you get my letters and i was very confused i'm like why would carden be sending jude letters
1: yeah, that's so, like, it seems so out of character for him to do that.
0: Yeah, it, um, it was, it was shocking. Um, but then Jude is taken by Maddox, right? Um, and taken to his camp because he thinks that it's Terran. So he's like, gotta protect Terran. Um, and so he, he ends up taking, and we find out that Cardin was actually fighting for Jude. Um, Like, he was fighting pretty hard, which, I mean, he didn't really have much of an interest in sword fighting. Um, But then, you know, he joined the Court of Shadows, and I think he improved his sword fighting. But I think he also mostly used the earth, because the earth will respond to his call kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, she's, Jude's with Maddox, but Maddock doesn't know, uh, that she's Jude and not Taryn, which, you know, I find that it's, like, interesting,
1: because if, like, Carden can tell the difference, I mean, obviously, I don't think Jude should have been that shocked that Cardin could, like, tell the difference, but I think... Maddox should have at least because he like has lived with them for all these years and if he can't like tell the difference
0: that's kind of weird yeah I agree with that he, uh it's it's very weird that he he couldn't tell um but I mean I guess you know that shows Jude's acting skills I don't know or how much that she and Tara know each other yeah she was probably able to
1: portray Taryn well, too, because they do spend a lot of time together, obviously.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jude, I think she spends about a week. Uh, I think it's about a week. Like, it's a three-day trip uh, to uh, Maddox camp. And then I think she spends a couple days there before um, before Carden comes for her, which, again... That's shockingly out of character that Cardin would come get Jude. Like, come rescue her from something. (laughs) Well, he did it in the
1: last book, too, so we're just starting to really see how he actually does secretly care for her.
0: Yes, which I love that. I love that it's, like, a secret and nobody knows. Like, not even Jude. And, I mean, Jude is good at keeping secrets. She's good at, like, finding people out and everything, but she can't tell with Carden. Yeah, so she, um, so it's Carden and the Roach who come to get her. And, uh, we kind of see the loyalty that people have towards Jude, um, because they're coming to get her, right? And, um, but there's, there's a lot of mess-ups. Like, they were just gonna, they were coming gonna come into the night You know, and leave into the night, and no one would know. Um, But then there was a few things that got messed up. Um, You know, kind of because Jude had a separate agenda. She wanted to get the ghost out of captivity. Um, And that kind of messed with the let's rescue Jude plan. Yeah, and these sort of missions never...
1: Go right. There's always something that comes up that gets in the way.
0: Yeah, it, it. I mean, it wouldn't be a secret mission if it wasn't a secret. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So then, Maddock finds out. He he finally figured out that it was Jude, and um. But he's like, I figured it out way too late. Um. And so then. In the process, um, Jude ends up getting a gut wound. So, I think she gets a knife through her stomach or something. Um, and so, she's on the ground. But then, um, Vivian, Taryn, and Grimma Mog show up. Um, and um, they they help... Uh, get her to safety almost, um, but we, we kind of see, um, that Jude has grown a connection to the land One as soon as she married Carden, um, she grew that connection to the land, so she's actually being healed a little bit by the land, um, which I think is, is quite interesting, and I think it's amazing that she, um, is able to have that connection, because as a mortal in Fairyland, you wouldn't necessarily think that there would be that connection.
1: Yeah, she, she, and, um, being, like, a mortal, she's living a very different lifestyle than all the other mortals do, and so, yeah, like you said, it's interesting that she's able to connect with this world that she's not originally a part of.
0: yeah. And that that definitely plays a, a role in her character um, and kind of helps with the development. Like, when she makes that realization, she kind of almost grows stronger in her thought process towards being queen. Because um, before it was kind of just like, oh, yeah, you know, I married Carden, but then he banished me. So, guess I'm not really the queen. You know, that's, I mean, I guess that's where the title comes in, Queen of Nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting that that happens, um, and so, um, they're able to, uh, stitch up the wound a little bit, obviously, uh, she's in a lot of pain, um, but she goes, uh, she, she's trying to rush to the courts anyways, cause she, she found out from Maddock that, um he had sent the ghost to go, um, she interprets it as go kill Carden, because I think he said something about going to hurt the crown, or something, um, and so she's trying to rush there, and so she sends a note saying that there's, might be an assassination attempt, um, and so, you know, she decides that it would be a great idea to, um, you know, get dressed up, and, uh, you know, go hang out in the rafters with a bow and a couple arrows. Because that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> and then the bomb finds her. Uh, because, you know, she sent the note saying that there would be an assassination attempt. And so here she is. Looking like someone who's about to kill the king. Um, and then, so yeah, the, the bomb tries and shoots an arrow tries the bomb tries to shoot an arrow at her but she she misses and Jude rolls down and ends up falling from the rafters so not only did she get stabbed and stitched up within a couple minutes she also fell from a tall height what a trooper right like that's determination right there um and so, you know, Cardin's angry, um, calls her a dirty liar, and um, and then, you know, there was talk about getting her in handcuffs or, you know, getting her out of there, but then Cardin stops all of that by telling people that uh, she's his wife, um, which, I mean, that would be super shocking for the crowd. I mean, not for the that would be super shocking for everyone in the courts. Cause you go from knowing that these two kinda hate each other and knowing that she's his sequential, um, to finding out that they're married.
1: Yeah, I think people would be like really suspicious at this point and think that like Jude is playing with Cardin's mind to get what she wants.
0: Yeah, right? And I mean you know, that's how it started, you know, she was, she was just trying to, um, protect Oak and get what she wanted out of it, get that power that she was craving, um, and so, yeah, uh, she's, uh, she's, she ends up being taken to Cardin's room, and, uh, she's in and out of consciousness, because, I mean, you know, she just, you know, she suffered a little bit, so. She had a rough I mean, day. Yeah, you know, just a little bit. And, um. And, you know, I mean, she finally gets to rest. I don't know how much rest she actually took. I mean, because when she was Cardin Sequential, she was. She had to do a lot of reading and studying and learning to. Because she was basically running the kingdom, right? Or in all of the courts, uh, because Carden was just, you know, he's like, "Well, I'll uh, I'll sit here and look pretty, but you know, you do all the hard work." Um, and so, yeah, so she she's in and out of consciousness, but when she finally wakes up, uh, completely, uh, she feels super awkward being in his room. I think, uh, especially after, you know, they're they're weird back-and-forth encounters of that, that past few weeks or whatever, and, um, yeah, so she, she ends up going to her old rooms, and, um, it's there that she finds out that, uh, Vivian, Taryn, and Heather are at, uh, dinner with the king, and so everyone's, you know, back from the mortal world, and they're just, you know, they're just hanging out. I think it's so funny that they, um, they're um, they in the mortal world, and then they're back, and then they're in the mortal world, and then they're back. Like, they just go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, and so then, I mean, that's when the High King comes back, and she's, she's like, uh-oh, you know, we're, we're going to have to do this chat that we, we need to have. Um, and so, like, the Living Council wants to see her, because, I mean, they just found out that she's their queen, uh, even though they don't really want her to be queen. Um, and so, you know, they're walking towards, they're walking towards Carden's bedroom, uh, which means that the Living Council just decided to show up in the High King's bedroom, um, yeah, they're just like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah, they're just like, you know, we we need to talk, so we're just we're just gonna come to you. That way, you can't <laughs> avoid us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go to you. We're tired of waiting. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, Jude slows them down, saying that they need to talk. So they instead go out to the gardens for a little bit, and uh, that's when they kind of have um, a cute heart to heart moment. You know, you you see some development in their character, and you you kind of see a different side of Cardin. because uh, he talks about he talks um, about how it was scary to see her fall, and um, but he he was fearing for her life, kind of thing, and he he talks about how she doesn't break, um, even though mortals may break. He he sees Jude as someone who won't break. So seeing her close to breaking uh, was very scary for him kind of thing. You uh, know, I
1: think it's, like, ironic about that because he's, like, scared of seeing her get hurt and stuff. But at the very beginning of, like, The Cruel Prince, he's, like, the meanest bully ever. And he, like, she almost drowned because of him. And But then, like, this whole thing happened and now he, like, doesn't want to see her get hurt.
0: Yes, yeah, it's... Uh- a. <laughs> it's interesting to see the development, right? Like, you you go from, yeah, what, like, what you said, where he's, you know, he's, he's the mean bully. He's the one who, you know, he he's going to go just far enough. Like, he wants to see her crack a little bit, but now she's, she's like, this thing that won't break, and he, he doesn't want to see her close to breaking kind of thing. So it, it is... She probably builds up, like, a lot of her
1: strength, and, uh, she put up more walls and became
0: stronger because of Carden and his bullying, too. Yes, yeah, that's, that's probably true, uh, because, I mean, he pushed her just far enough that she, she had to push back a lot more. Um, yeah, so they, I mean, they have this little moment, and that's, you, you find out that, um, the letters that he sent her... Pretty much begging her to come back, um, because he had said he um, her banishment. When when he said that she was banished, he he'd said um, that she's banished until one of the crown stops the banishment, which meant that she could have come back at any time.
1: Yes, that was very clever wording on his part.
0: Yeah, which he's so proud of that. He's like, I mean, I thought it was kind of clever because, I mean, you trick people all the time. But it was my turn to trick people. <laughs> but they end up going to to ha- uh, this meeting uh, with the council. And they kind of find out that Madoc is... Um, He's blaming Carden for his daughter's death, even though none of them died. And um, (laughs) she's just like, you know, stop killing my kids. (laughs) And then he's kind of preparing to retaliate, almost. Because, I mean, he's gathered soldiers. He's gathered courts that don't want to be under Carden's rule. And he's trying to... Make them fight back. Um, And so... uh, You kind of see a little bit of... Almost development in his character. Because he had to grow... um, Stronger almost to fight back against Jude. Because Jude proved that she could outwit him. So now he has to... You know, he's spending time trying to outwit her, you know? Yes. Uh, they they also find out that um, the ghost was not sent to kill Carden, but was sent to injure the Queen of the Undersea. Uh, because that would take them out of the equation. And it would make it a little easier to fight the High Court um, eventually, Madoc, um, like, they, they spend a whole bunch of time, uh, trying to prepare, right, um, they're trying to, um, think of what they can do to battle against Madoc, what, um, they can do to prevent him from calling a parley, um, I mean, he ends up calling a parley anyways, and, um, this is when you see the ruination of the crown, which, I mean, This is when you see the ruination of the throne, uh, which is a part of the prophecy that's coming to pass, and, um, it's because of a sword that Grimson made, uh, that split the, the crown in half, I mean, my goodness, that split the throne in half, um, and, uh, this is, this is when you see Carden's brain kind of working a little bit more. Uh, cause he had already had, I think he had already had thoughts about, uh, what his prophecy could mean. And this kind of just, like, solidified it. Um, Carden decides that, um, his people shouldn't have to declare loyalty to a crown. um. They should declare loyalty to their king and queen because they want to. Like, because they're actually loyal to them. And um, so he decides to break the crown in half. um, Which, because of the curse that was placed on the crown, he ends up transforming into a serpent. Um, And this serpent actually kills Grimson. He eats him. Which you know, that's kind of, that's a little graphic, but you know. That
1: that's his like first act as being a snake. He's like, I'm just gonna go yeah, eat this is guy. Yeah, this like, you know,
0: let's do it. <laughs> and um, yeah. So this is this is where you see um, I think this is where you see Jude have to develop um. From being the one who hides in the shadows to being the one who comes out, um, and actually has to be the one that's put on the throne, right? Because she's the only, like, she's the only one who's left of the crown right now. I mean, Hardin's still there, but he's, uh, I mean, I don't think he's in any position to make many decisions. (laughs) Um, and so, like, you see Jude develop from, uh, someone who, who's a spy who acts under the cover of darkness to someone who has to lead the people, right? And, um. Yeah, like, before,
1: on, like, the second book, she was, like. She was doing a lot of, like, the behind-the-scenes, kind of, like, still controlling what Carden does, but now she's, like, at the front of it all, and, like, people know that they have to, like, f- kind of follow her now in Cardin's place.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, so she, she has to gather the people who are loyal to her, um, and kind of figure out who's not. Uh, she actually, uh, she doesn't really want to deal with the people who are not loyal, so she's just like, yeah, you know, just kill the people who, uh, you know, are trying to revolt or something. She's just like, I, I don't have time to deal with uh, any people trying to kill me or whatever, so, you know, if you hear of anything, just, you know, deal with it. Uh, um, yeah, and she actually, she finds out that she's the only one... Uh, so Cardin is in, uh, he's in one of the, the grand rooms or something, um, and she finds out that she's the only one to really, um, to really be able to be near him, because she just, she just sits close to him, and he just hangs out, and, um, but she's the only one to really be able to do that. Um, So there's a lot of back and forth about what should be done. And they end up deciding that they'll put a collar on him. Or try and put a collar on him. If they can't come up with another solution. Um, Which a lot... That idea came from Madoc and the Court of Teeth. So they're people who weren't loyal to Cardin, anyways. Um, And so... They really just want to see um, Jude kind of controlled, almost. Um, and so, but Jude, Jude's still trying to find a way to end this curse some other way. Because she knows that um, Carden wouldn't like to be trapped. Like, that. that wouldn't make them friends. And so, but she can't can't really find anything. Um, But she does talk to Nikasia to see if she has anything. And um, you kind of see the development um, of their friendship kind of thing. Or maybe, I mean, friendship might be a strong word. But um, they're no longer enemies uh, because they're able to relate to each other on a level. Because Nikasia loves Carden. Um, but she's, she, uh, she's not gonna really do anything about it, but she, she doesn't want to see him hurt. Um, and so on the day that they've decided that they were going to try and put the collar on him, um, they're, they have like their plan where they're gonna surround the snake and, um, and then Jude can go up and... Put this collar on him and bound, bind him uh to her. Uh but the court of teeth had tried to trick her into making it so then both of them were bound. Um uh, but she was able to find that out and kind of prevent that from happening. Um but when she looks at Cardin, um She, she figures that he really wouldn't like to be trapped again. Like, she had already tricked him into being in her service for a year and a day before. And, um, and so instead, she had kind of come up with a plan that she was going to try. Um, which, I mean, it was a one-time thing because her plan was to cut the serpent's head off. And, um, so she had to, she borrowed a sword from one of, like, a very specific sword, um, that can cut through anything from, from Severin, who, he's, um, he's the son of the Elder King, who was banished. So he, he has... He's a, he's a leader of a court. Um, and so instead of putting the collar on Carden, uh, she actually, she cuts the snake in half, which causes some anger, um, from, (laughs) from, from a lot of people. Um, but because Jude had developed, um, relationships and, and gotten loyalty from some people, she, uh, you know there were people who stepped in and and told people to back down kind of thing and um and that's when uh Nikesha comes up um, and, and tells everybody that uh, the treaty uh that they they have a treaty with the land and the queen um and so that just shows that their uh, Jude has some power kind of thing uh like she's being backed by uh, the undersea, um, and Jude doesn't notice at first, and it takes Maddock telling her for her to find out that Cardin's still alive, and that it was in the act of cutting the serpent, which was spilling the blood, um, for Cardin to come because there there was a part of, um, of the prophecy kind of that was only from his spilt blood can a great, a truly great King rise. Um, and so it was by spilling the blood of the serpent and by cutting his, like the head off that Cardin was able to, uh, come back. Uh, which, you know, Jude's ecstatic. Like she's, she's super happy, uh, that he's still alive. And it's, it's kind of a, a, Beautiful moment because they just go straight back into like their banter that they have. I don't think they ever stop their banter. I'm sure
1: Cardin, while he was being a snake, he was like thinking of like things to say to Jude if he were not a snake.
0: Oh, probably. <laughs> uh, I would not put it past Cardin to do something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so uh, there's a there's a big party because uh, you know the king's back. And no longer a snake. And they actually eat the snake meat. Um, so they, they cook it and they eat it, uh, thinking that it'll give them some of the king's powers. Uh, which that's kind of that's kinda of nasty. This this
1: is like one of the parts in the series, I mean there are a lot where I'm like, this is weird. Like what what is
0: happening here? This is kinda odd. Yes, it was, it was a very odd moment. I'm like, what are you thinking? Like, what? Um, yeah, and so, it's, it's at this party that, uh, Jude finally tells Cardin that she loves him. And he, he doesn't really believe her. Um, and he, he tells her, um, that even though he may have asked her to lie before, he doesn't want her to lie now. And, um. So, I mean, it kind of makes her have to explain, you know, when she started loving him and why she loves him, which, I mean, it's it's a cute part for, you know, readers to read. And it's it's one of my favorite parts because it's just, it's kind of a beautiful moment. Yeah. And then, yeah, they actually... They end the book, um, or end that chapter with them, them talking about it. She kind of asked, she asked what it was like to be a snake, and, um, he, cause, I mean, she was curious, and so he, he tells her, um, That it was like being trapped in the dark. Um, He's like, I was alone, and my instinct was to lash out. Um, He's like, I wasn't entirely an animal, but I wasn't myself either. Um, And he said, there were only feelings. Hatred and terror and the desire to destroy. And then he said, and you. And then... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's like, I knew little else but I always knew you and I'm like, What? It was such a beautiful moment. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, and then in their epilogue uh they end the book kinda with her coronation and then um and then they have to you know, they give out um rewards for helping them and then punishments for people and so um some of the soldiers who left the army they came back and some of the soldiers who left the army they decided not to come back and so they returned they returned into falcons and um and then Madoc, he uh, there was a little back and forth um but ultimately his his punishment was to live in the mortal world. Um and so then after after all of that they go Jude and Cardin go to the mortal world. And they have a party uh to celebrate their wedding, you know, that nobody attended.
1: Yep, love that attend. for
0: them. <laughs> yeah, it was uh you know, it was a beautiful moment again. Uh, that end of the book, when I first read, or when when I was rereading it, I just, I reread, like, that last few chapters again after I had read the whole book because it was such a beautiful moment.
1: I do that, too. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any other final thoughts, Talia? Um, I'd say I definitely
1: liked the series more as it went on but then again i the series wasn't like my favorite but i didn't hate it I, there were definitely some really great moments and carden and jude's banter was very entertaining so i'd say it i would recommend it because i've heard lots of hype i think i'm just in the minority <laughs>
0: Yes, it it did. I do agree with you on that, where it got better as as the series went on, and uh, definitely Jude and Cardin's banter is is one of the reasons to read it. Yeah. Um. So thank you, um, for joining me on today's episode. Uh, thank you to our listeners for listening today, and um, yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> I, I don't. not know the... if you want me to say. It. <laughs> okay (laughs) it's fine